Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. We have an amazing interview coming on momentarily. It is the cartoonist and creator Richard Sergiovanni of The Grinch, which is going to be the next thing in children's animated rock and roll television. So we have an awesome interview tonight with him coming on shortly. If you are tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. And if you'd like to call in, the number is 805-243-1320. I do have a chat room open, but because I will be focused predominantly on the interview, since I am a one-person show, um, if you have any questions, please call in, and you can post them also in the chat room. I'll try to go back and forth. So I always like to just do a brief introduction about the concept of my show. I started it approximately, can't believe it's been two years now, Uh, since I launched the show, and I really wanted to create a forum where I could bring people on in the entertainment industry to help support and promote them and spread the word about who they are and what they do. A little bit about myself, um, I have a doctorate degree in clinical psychology, and one of the things I just really am passionate about is interviewing people, and the other side of myself is my passion for the entertainment industry. Um, I have an album out as a solo artist. I love to do some writing. I write for some magazines on psychology and marketing and advertising, and then I combined everything to create my show. So a couple of things I kindly request people keep in mind is that although I mentioned I'm a psychologist, my show is not meant for any type of uh, formal therapy. It is purely meant for entertainment purposes. Um, So if anyone wants to talk about anything um, embarrassing on my show, humiliating, just please keep any identifying information out. And uh, please feel free to just share whatever stories you'd like. We love to hear stories on my show. We just don't want to personally embarrass or humiliate anyone. So on my show, you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in their profession. And um, again, please check out all the podcasts that I have for everyone on the show, musicians, filmmakers, comedians. You know, it's it's just a really uh, wealth of different entertainers I've had on, and it's just been a pleasure to support them. So tonight, as I mentioned, it is going to be a pleasure to bring Richard back on. We're going to do some updates with him, but let me give you a little bit of background information on him. He is just, for me personally and the work, I've known him for a little while now. He's just an amazingly talented cartoonist. As I mentioned, he is the creator of The Grimps. Tonight, we're going to take you on a really cool journey with Richard. My interviews, um, which I've had uh, the pleasure of hearing from other people, they're not typical interviews like everyone else's. We're really going to give you you know, a wealth of knowledge, you're really going to get to learn who this person is, of course, with promoting what they're currently up to and what they're doing. So you're going to learn tonight, I'll give you some little key things here, but he will share everything with us. You're going to learn things like one of the greatest cartoonists ever that he studied with. Um, You're going to learn how he's also been a creative director, an art director for some major advertising agencies, how he launched his own marketing and consulting firm, and eventually he took all his passions, um, which is his cartooning and his writing, to create what is known as the Grimps. So the Grimps is what I consider, and I'm sure Richard does, the next big thing in the music business and children's animated television. Um, He's been working on this project for a while now. He finally has a trailer out, so go to thegrimps.com and check it out, and that is spelled... Uh, the and then Grimps G R I M P S dot com. A little bit about the Grimps. The Grimps are. Let me tell you a bit about these guys. So by night, they're four cool, charming, irrepressible musicians on the verge of stardom. By day, they're hairy, scary, and tiny. These guys lived 500 years ago, and they were cursed by the evil Spectre because he was jealous of their music and celebrity. I'll just end it there because Richard's going to tell us more about it. This is going to be a really diverse animated show. It's targeted towards kids 12, 7 to 12 years old, sorry, but it's definitely going to be intended for a broad, broader audience of anyone from parents to grandparents. So without that being any further said, I want Richard to really be able to hone in tonight on everything here. Let's bring him on. So again, everyone, visit thegrimps.com. We're going to debut the uh, song that is the theme song for the show tonight, and uh, let's bring Richard on. Hey, Richard, how are you? 
Okay, wow, what an introduction. I almost think I don't have to do the interview because you said it already, but thank you thank very much. You. And, it's, and it's a pleasure to be back uh, and to speak to you as always. So thanks again. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you on, and thank you for saying that I gave a good intro. I felt like, you know, I could, of course, give more, but I don't want to say everything because I want you to share your journey and your life story with us. So, oh, wow, um, wow. Well, thank you. Um, where do you where where do you want me to start? Um, you know, start. it's um, so much stuff's been going on. I've been um, I know you know uh, a passion of uh, of drawing and, and cartooning as a kid. You know, like most kids are, and you know, starting at a young age and copying everything that they saw in the newspapers and and uh, watched on television. And you know, kind of probably I'm one of the first. Uh, first generation um television uh, media generation where we absorbed everything that we saw and uh, it it made such an impact on you know what we did and 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 how we we approached our lives and interests so it 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 dramatically affected me and television i thought it was magical and cartooning and drawing and writing and storytelling was was really really wonderful and just as a side note you know it kind of got me into it um was at a young age uh I, my mom passed when i was a young age and i needed an outlet to fall into and i got into okay. this and it was something that that really really i was able to go into a magical world and and it was fun but most kids are drawing you know at a young age and but i continued it and um you know so i just love let's just like rest a tiny bit and i'm sorry to yeah. hear about your mom and everything and i can see how this would be definitely you know, some type of a, an outlet for you to express yourself. So tell us a little bit about, so growing up, where did you grow up? Grew up in um, Queens, New York, um, okay. in a, a town called Howard Beach, and just a regular, uh, you know, middle-class neighborhood, but it was a real, real nice neighborhood, um, close to the Kennedy Airport area, if most people know that. And, you know, so it was, uh, you know, just a regular middle-class kid and, uh, you know, played and, and did all the things that, you know, every, everyone else did um, in those days. And um, got interested in, in, in uh, drawing, like, like I said, most did, and went to, uh, you know, pursued that and, you know, uh, copied everything that I could possibly find, you know, from, from the newspapers and uh, started to read a lot of, I was a big, avid comic book reader and collector, and uh, that's kind of how I started my journey, and pretty much around right. the same time I got interested in music, and um, just funny how those two things were started at that time and just ended up coming into the direction I'm in now. Cool. So what do you what do you just reflecting back like you're saying as a little kid, you're drawing everything from the newspaper and you're just drawn to animated stuff on T V. What are some of the things that you can recall from the newspaper, some of the first things that really just pulled you well, in? Well, I was you? you know, I was a big a big Marvel uh, comic book reader and collector. Actually I had the pleasure to meet Stan Lee many years later and that was a thrill. But um and I was, you know, Charlie Brown and Peanuts and all of that. Mm-hmm. And there was one 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 time it was kind of bold of me i had um i was spent a lot of summers out in Phoenix, Arizona, where an aunt of mine lived and i from reading, I read that there was a, a cartoonist that some people might remember his name was Bill Keane, and he had a very popular comic strip in, in syndication in papers around the country called the family circus and I found out he was actually not too far from where my aunt had lived in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I was maybe 12 years old at the time, tops. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow or another, uh, I guess I think I found him in the Yellow Pages or the or the, or the, or the <laughs> telephone book. He was listed. And I found on my own a way to, it's, you know, not New York City, so public transportation was not that easy, but I found a bus route that I was able to take and, and walked, I don't know how long, and I found his home. And I knocked on his door. wasn't even sure as at that age if I was had the right house, but I did knock the door, and there he was. He he answered the door, and you know wow. he was just a regular guy. I knocked on his door, and I said, "Hey, you know, my name is Richard, and I want to be a cartoonist like you." And he, I ever forgot all the everything that was said, but he was so delightful. He invited me in. He brought Aww. me through his home, into his art studio, where a lot of cartoonists that were 
comic book uh, syndicated cartoonist. They worked from home and brought me into his his uh, studio, which to me was magical. There's you know pens and pencils and drawing tables and big blow ups of his uh, of his, the characters that I read in the paper all the time. And he That's showed awesome. me the process of how he did what he did and explained it to me and and I was hooked at that point and um that that was a a foundation of my journey after the, after that so I love fun. that story. It's a great And story. I got in a lot of trouble, you know, from my family of where I disappeared to, you know. But um, it, I was all forgiven later on. <laughs> and I got to wow. meet Bill years later at a comic book convention uh, in New York, and he remembered me, and it was really, really, really nice. So uh, that was that, that'll always be memorable to me. Yeah, I was always a fan of that comic. I loved it, and I do vaguely remember there being a couple of cartoons, like animated, you know, shows, but he didn't have many, but I remember I loved them, and I thought it was such a great... Yeah, you know, no, he, he did a lot of, you know, his, his foundation was in the newspapers, and there was some right. books, you know, and uh, he didn't dabble, uh, his, his cartoon didn't go into television as like uh, Charles Schultz did with uh, with Peanuts, but um, they, they, they were on TV a little bit here and there. But um, he was just one of many great cartoonists that I uh, got to, uh, you know, meet and and admired. Um, and um, so that was that was a, a story I'll always remember myself. Wow, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about, and then we'll start bringing the music in, so we can start combining your two passions and get up to where we're at today with the Grimp. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself, as you're, you know, like you said, you're really getting involved into this cartooning stuff. This is what you want to do and pursue, you know, as a profession. So you went to the School of Visual Arts and you earned your BFA in illustration. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, from from the Bill Keen days to Visual Arts, I did, you know, I. I started getting involved with, you know, drawing in the high school newspaper and, and doing little advertisements for the local paper and things like that. And then went to the School of Visual Arts, which I'm still an alumni of, and it's a, still a terrific school. And um, it was uh, in Manhattan, um, and I studied uh, advertising, and I studied uh, cartooning classes uh, with as much as I could that they had available at the time, and I then again I was very fortunate because I got to study under uh, a gentleman by the name of Harvey Kurtzman, who um, was the creator and founder of Mad Magazine. He actually started with Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner was actually a cartoonist when he first started, and Hugh Hefner and and, and Harvey Kurtzman were cartoonists for Esquire. And um, they oh. both left Esquire magazine in the 50s, and you have to started Playboy, and Harvey Kurtzman started Mad Magazine. But again, it was Mad, there was Mad Magazine, something that I grew up with reading, uh, all the great other cartoonists in it besides him. But the humor, you know, being kind of, you know, cutting edge at the time and, and, mm-hmm. and a little bit, you know, uh, ir- irreverent um, and funny. So now I had the opportunity to study with this guy, and that was it was great. I mean, besides learning from him, we were just you know able to you know work with him every day along with the other students in the class. And it was a fabulous experience, and was a, uh, you know we we did some gallery magazines together, and uh, and uh, you know I graduated from uh, visual arts, and I I went on from there. Cool. What's the one thing that is there one thing specifically that you remember taking away from him? Either from his classes or just their training under him. Yeah, there were there were certain you know art techniques uh, this that they can teach uh, as, as a certain amount, but it was really it was his it was his personality, it was his humor, it was how mm-hmm. he approached um, you know uh, storytelling and 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 telling jokes. That um, it was, you know, when you have a, a really good vibe being around someone and you just admire them because there's something about them that you're like, well, Harvey's humor was just unbelievable. And um, <laughs> so I always, you know, and Harvey went on later after Mad Magazine because he left Mad Magazine and he ended up, and for people who might remember this one, Playboy was at its height. Um, was there was he did a comic strip for Hugh Hefner called Little Annie Fanny and it was very, very popular. It was an adult cartoon, oh. of course, but um, okay. it was um, you know part of uh, part of Playboy for c- quite a lot of years. And Harvey would also then bring in other cartoonists as guest uh, 
um, appearances here and there in classes, and, and one of the times that was very memorable to me, he brought in Robert Crumb, R. Crumb, who did Fritz the Cat, and and uh, several of these, you know, Keep On Trucking, and if you, people remember that logo and the and all of that, well, that was R. Crumb, and he was one of these underground cartoonists in the 70s, and uh, mm-hmm. he had a very, very bizarre and um, unique art style, and um, he was he was a great artist but he was a miserable person you know he just he was like actually depressing to for the students because he told you everything bad about the industry but we admired oh, no. his work so it was fun to watch him yeah well you got to get beyond that you know but he was right. a great artist and yeah so uh, those are some of the things that i remember that were uh, you know still stick with me today from uh, that class cool cool so from there so you graduate from the visual school of art and then you go right. on to just you know give give us some brief backgrounds on just being an art and creative sure. director. You've done some amazing things yeah, for Modell Sports. And, well, yeah. yeah, well, during my teenage years, even before visual arts, all at the same time, I probably when I was around fourteen started to started to play musical instruments and started getting involved in garage bands and things like that. So that kind of was was that 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 um, road was progressing as well as I was moving in my art career but when I got out of visual arts I went into a lot of um, some of the traditional uh, nine to five jobs but at the same time I was doing a lot of freelancing uh, cartooning because I I wanted to keep that going you know freelancing and doing advertisements and book covers and and anything I could get uh, an opportunity to draw cartoons on but uh to make uh to make the paycheck as they said there I went in the advertising uh world's direction and worked for several advertising agencies and then I had the opportunity and I took on the job as uh VP of marketing with Model Sporting Goods which is a sporting goods chain on the east coast um they're in several states now and um it was an exciting time because the company was about 100 years old at the time, very, very small, maybe around 30 stores, um, but they were ready to you know, grow into another, uh, another level because it was a family-owned business. And um, we had the opportunity to work on, which I worked on with the uh, campaign, which really took them to another level called uh, Gotta Go to Mo's and um, worked on this jingle that really, really struck a chord with everyone that heard it in the New York market. It was pretty much used in broadcast uh, media, you know, in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and, you know, wherever uh, the radio stations that we we bought our media on were, were played. But it really, really did very well. They're still using it today. A lot of people still know it. Um, and that was uh, a really, really exciting campaign to work on we got a lot of notoriety of it the company went from 30 stores to in the time i was there um after we broke the campaign more than doubled so they 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 maybe went up to about 100 stores by the time you know it took them 100 years to get to 30 stores and then it took them about seven years to get to 100 stores so it was it was busy and exciting time and the campaign is uh you know is part of uh, the reason or at least so that you know people uh, gave us awards and all of that for it attributed to uh doing that so i was cool. proud to work on that that's great no it's great i mean you have such a diverse background and i think that's what really helps the grimps you know be what it is today so tell us a little bit now pulling some of your music in terms of how you got into the this type of music that you're interested in that the grimps is going to be Based on, and tell us a little bit about that background with yourself. And well, my per- my music. personal taste, yeah, my personal taste in music started, you know, uh, as as a young kid um, in the in the mid '60s, listening to you know the whole British Invasion and the Beatles, and um, you know I followed it through and started to play music and got involved. With I have a very diverse taste in music i like you know pr- pretty much almost everything but the things that i really liked was was good rock and roll and 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 you know some of it's more poppier and some of it heavier but you know good good music so i i started probably around 14 playing the drums and and singing and playing in in high school bands 
uh, in Queens, and um, it's real, real funny because uh, the the dance circuit, as we called it at the time, where you know, 16 year olds like myself at the time, 17 year olds, you know, you had a garage band and you played at you know, St. St. Mary Gate of Heaven, you know, on a Friday night, um, and there was a lot of a lot of those bands around like that time. But out of this little little neighborhood um, at in, in Queens. Um, Cindy Lauper um, came out of there. We played wow. with her many times. And uh, later on, when I got into maybe uh, the next level of the club scene, um, before we started playing original music, we were playing um, on, on the same bill as you know Bon Jovi when he was coming up, and Madonna. We played at Max's Kansas City one night. Um, the night after Madonna played there, and she was, right. uh, you know, this is before she broke. So it was, it was an exciting time, and you know, we went. I went from playing copy music and loving music like the Beatles, and um, you know, in Led Zeppelin and things like that. But I love things with singing and harmonies and and good and, and good melodic sounds to it. And then got into playing um, into the original music circuit in New York City at a certain period of clubs that are long gone, like Max's Kansas City and CBGBs and the Great Gilded mm-hmm. Sleeves and and places like that. And just kept that that passion going of playing music and. And, um, you know, having fun doing that and and at that time, you know, looking for the quote-unquote record contract like a million other bands were looking for at that time. Um, While I was still doing my, you know, my artwork and my cartooning. So the the two roads were were basically... uh, going in the same direction i didn't even realize it even though i just knew that these were two things that i liked um mm-hmm. until about maybe about it's about four years ago when i was kind of like looking to do something so i said i have to come up with another project and that's when i said well you know what I, of all the things that i've put together you know, artistically and ideas and, and cartoons and characters. I said I haven't done one where I can combine these two things that I really like, which is rock and roll and cartoons for kids. So I, mm-hmm. at that point, I started to brainstorm what I wanted to develop, the, which became the Grimps, and you know, kind of took it from there. Very nice. Now, how do you get just when you're starting to brainstorm these characters and these uh, these guys? I always am so pa- so interested in knowing. Did you <laughs> did you see an image, or is this just something that comes to your imagination in terms of the the visual aspect of these characters? I mean, I love them. They're so just bubbly and warm and friendly. So where does that come Thanks. from? Like, that um, that's a good question. Well, at the same time, I I always love. You know, when I watch, I I think an animated TV show is not any different than a regular sitcom. You have to have strong characters with strong Mm -hmm. personalities, and and how do they all fit into the theme? You know, if if it was that old TV show, Cheers, you know, the concept is there's a bar, and then there's all these different guys with these different personalities, and how do they interact? Well, that's how I kind of approached the Grimps, but I knew I needed a music element. So I... I want, I knew in the early stages I wanted it to be somewhat of a tribute to to rock and roll in general um to the to heroes that 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 I liked and listened to uh very very subtly and um I wanted it to be you know cute and cuddly with the illustrations for the kids mm-hmm. and I wanted it to have personalities that I thought were strong personalities in in different ways so I started to, you know, I mean, no doubt about it. I, I basically, being such a Beatles fan, I, I started with somewhat of a um, direction that way of, of four guys in a band. But I also, as I was doing this development, I knew that I did not want it just to be a cartoon about a rock and roll band because I don't think you could have a long life with that as far as right. the show and I think it would be kind of boring, and it has been done, and it's been done okay, but it hasn't been done the way. So I said I want it to be for kids. So just save our rock and roll band is, I think, kind of kind of boring. So I wanted it to have. So I started to think about well, it needs to have a some sort of a, a magical and like a mystical mm-hmm. story to it. And so there is when I started to develop the idea 
of um, that they lived 500 years ago and they were minstrels, musicians uh, of of a time maybe around like what would be the Robin Hood time, and then there was an evil wizard who was jealous of them. So he curses them, hopefully to banish them forever, and turns them into these ugly monsters. And they go into the into the forest and they hide there for five hundred years. But they also have a friend who's a wizard. His name is Magic Alex, and he finds a, a finally a, a spell that reverses them and turns them back to humans. But it's only temporary, and it's from right. you know sunset to sunrise. But now they can resurface as humans. And as a pop musician band. So we have this trials and tribulations of this idea. You know, it's kind of like, you know, Dracula Wolfman, you know, meets right. the Beatles, meets Lord of the Rings. And, you know, but the show <laughs> will take place in present time. But there's right. things in the storyline where they can, there's a portal and they can go back in time where they reflect. Because remember, they were around for 500 years and they saw music change from, you know, from wow. Beethoven to, to the Beatles and to Nirvana and to what's going on today. So they surface, and they're the greatest musicians going, but they're going to go resurface with this new sound. So I started to formalize all of that, and it just kept going. And then I started to, you know, do my illustrations on does the face fit the personality and started to play around with it. And it's a process. I mean, right. I, I had a, you know, I, I still draw traditionally with a, with a pen and paper before anything hits the computer. So I had a pile of... You know, I couldn't see my floor. I would just crumple up the paper, throw it away. I don't like this one. You know, I just keep going uh, until you really get comfortable with um, with the character. So it's a process. So that's why something like this takes so long before anybody even sees the light of day and before I get the chance to start to do what I'm doing now. And I, I think so. that's really well put because I don't think people, like, I agree with you, I don't think people can really appreciate that this isn't something you just sit down and bam, you just make these guys on your computer and you're ready to go. Like you said, there's just so much hard work and effort and, you know, trial and error that goes into getting it to where you it's want it. It's all fun stuff. Yeah, it's oh, all fun stuff. The creative and development process is fun. Um, but it just takes a lot of time because I, I, I'm the most crucial of of my own work, and I, you know, anybody is, I guess. But you know, when you your gut feeling is that whatever it is that you're doing, you know, when you think you got it, and right. so sometimes you get it quicker than other times. So um, it, it's it's been fun, and it's still in it's still being worked on in in different ways, but. Um, it's uh, you know we're, we're, the development process up to this point uh, has been going on a while and it's uh, I'm very happy with it so far and so far you know the response that we've been getting um, is encouraging. Yeah, well we're definitely going to get into all the details about where we're at with you're at with the trailer and all that stuff. So let's talk a little bit about so we could take a quick break and we can introduce mm-hmm. everyone to the theme song for the Grimps, which is a great song. So tell us a little bit about the development of that song. I know you worked on some amazing people with this track that's going to yeah, be used. Yeah. So tell us well, a little yeah, bit about it a, and then we'll check it I out. I will. Pat, to backtrack a little bit, um, in my plan when I was developing the idea, I, I remembered um, the old uh, TV show from the 60s with the monkeys, which um, was basically a TV show put together to, to capitalize on Beatlemania, and they wanted some show. And it was about these, you know, these uh, kids that were musicians. And what the show did was produce original music, which became tr- a tremendous in its on, on its own right. So I said, well, it would be really fun if I can... Uh, develop the Grimps as a legitimate rock and roll band. And what I mean by that, because the intention of the show is to have an original song in every episode, Um, but not novelty music and not, you know, juvenile and goofy music, but, you know, really good songs and, you know, work Mm -hmm. with, you know, really good songwriters, either known or unknown and and develop and produce the stuff. So uh, my intention in the plan is to do do that. And to start with, I wanted a theme song, and I wanted something that was really, really catchy and, and bouncy and fun and memorable, and not necessarily the sound of the band, but something that would be good for a show. So right. um, I met lots of people and got lots of demos of songs. And ironically, who I ended up uh, working with was a gentleman, well, two gentlemen, but Ron Dante and Freddie Cannon. And Ron Dante, ironically, was the voice 
and recorded um, the hit song Sugar Sugar by the Archies, another cartoon back in the wow. 60s. And, and, and Sugar Sugar, for what it's worth, was the biggest selling single of 1969. Outsold the Beatles and all that. And I knew the song. I mean, when I was a kid when the, when the song came out. But here it was, and, he, and he, him and Freddie Cannon, Freddie Cannon wrote a slew of hit records in the early 60s. They collaborated together. They really came up with something that was great. It introduces the characters, their names. Um, it's bouncy and peppy, and um, I loved it. And then we went in and recorded it. So, um, you know, I'm in some good company here. And the song is um, is very, very well received as a song in itself. I have several radio stations in London that are currently playing it on their rotation and their playlist every week now. Nice. Uh, and it's and it's getting around. So um, you know, it's just the beginning of our musical venture, which I'll tell you more about when you're you're ready to hear that part. Okay, that sounds great. So yeah, it's yeah. it's a great track. And again, everyone who's listening in right now, go to thegrims.com, check out the trailer, which we're going to talk about when we come back, and also you'll be able to hear the hit theme song that's played right on the website. All right, so let's do that, Richard. I will put you on hold, and then we'll come back, okay. and we're going to talk about the animatic trailer and all the other good stuff that's going to be in the works for the Grim. All right? Thank you. You got okay. it. Okay. Hold on. All righty. All right, everyone. Again, you are listening to the cartoonist and creator, Richard Sergiovanni of the children's animated rock and roll TV series, The Grim. So right now we're going to check out the hit theme song, and then we will come back and continue with the interview. Welcome back again. That is the Grimps hit theme song. Please go to thegrimps.com. Check out the website. Also, make sure that you become a fan of them on Facebook. Go to the Grimps and also become a fan of them on Twitter at the Grimps. And Richard will plug all that stuff later on. Just want to do a couple of quick plugs. Everyone, be sure to check out if you're a fan of comedy. Davin's Den. It's a fast-paced podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Helix. If you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh at the same time, then Davin's Den is the show for you. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time to watch live episodes here or watch old episodes. Or to find out more about the show, go to Davin's Den page on davincomedy.com, and that is D-A-V-I-N comedy.com. Also, check out talentspotlightmagazine.net, really awesome online magazine features 
amazing musicians, um, artists. Richard was in it not too long ago. So uh, please check them out. Go to talentspotlightmagazine.net. Really cool, thorough interviews on some really upcoming uh, people in the entertainment industry. All right, let's bring Richard back on. All right, Hello. Richard, great, great song. Great song. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's just, like it's you the said, only it's one so we catchy. have right now, so it'll have to do. <laughs> That's right, but it's uh, it has it's it's just perfect. It fits the whole concept of the show, and it's a yeah. great song. So okay, so let's I guess fast forward a little bit. You know, the characters are developed, and the song is developed, and you've been uh, working really hard to you know get this out there and start pitching it. So. Tell us a little bit about where you're at with the animatic trailer and what goes into creating something like that. Well, um, where I'm at right now is I'm at the point of um, getting ready to really try to now get uh, into networks and uh, to be able to pitch this for the concept of starting a conversation to get a development deal and uh, for at least to start with a pilot. So I just finished completing... Um, which could be seen at thegrimps.com, an animatic trailer. It's a three-minute animatic trailer, which kind of brings um, the premise of the show a step further. It's the first time I'm somewhat bringing them to life. Um, for people who don't know the terminology of animatic as opposed to animation, an animatic is um, basically uh, a piece that has sound effects, voices, um uh, and tells us somewhat of a story, but with limited animation. Um, that was done uh, really just to be able to um, get something out there as quick as possible, as well as that you know I funded this myself. And the difference mm-hmm. between uh, full animation and animatic is um, night and day. Uh, animation is quite expensive, um, but this is not a this is not a show. This is not an episode. This is just, uh, like I said, another step forward. Um, the voiceovers of the, of the five main characters, uh, Winston Mac, Emerson and Mooney, and their friend Magic Alex, um, uh, telling somewhat of a little story uh, to set the, the pace of who they mm-hmm. are, you know, what they're, what they're looking to do, which is to have a TV show and be these musicians. And we introduce the concept of some type of conflict, and they turn into at the end of this animatic into the their daytime appearance, which is these little ugly little pointed ears troll type of hairy type <laughs> of monsters <laughs> uh, and it's really just to 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 do that to kind of introduce them along with the animatic. I have an electronic press kit uh where I narrated and I explain basically the business plan and the and the concept of the grips and and introduce all the characters individually. And between these two pieces, I'm uh, along with our, our fan base on Facebook and things like that, I'm going out there to try to now, you know, break the doors down, as they say, to um, get the interest uh, of a network, um, either traditional one or uh, some of the uh, newer companies that are starting web uh, web-based series, mm-hmm. um, to be able to go in to develop the Grimps, you know, as as you know, as a show, as as episodes, and and have the funding to then get into the recording studio and be able to start to produce the other original music um, that we're planning. And i got a lot of really, really good people interested in it behind it, and, you know, which I'll mention in a moment uh, on the music end. And um, uh, that's the next step, really, to now get to sale. Uh, I think I have a lot of tools um, to be able to hopefully catch someone's attention, and, and, and I'm sure I will. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a great start from the Grimps theme song to, and please feel free to plug any of the people involved, the animatic trailer. It's just very well done. I think it really captures what you're trying to get out there so people can get a taste of, you know, what the Grimps are going to be all about when you get to that next level. Um, so tell us a little bit about who did who did the animatic trailer, who was involved I, I, Yeah, I've was i uh, been for, fortunate to work with... Um, Two animators that worked for Nickelodeon on Blue's Clues, um, uh, who uh, you know put together uh, the piece for me. Um, uh, as after the script was written, I wrote the script with a uh, a New York City playwright friend of mine named Dave Street. Uh, helped help me put that together. Um, 
I worked with a couple of talented voiceover people, um, Mike Pinella, Ron Pinella, Zen Coley, who was with the Don Buckwald Agency, and uh, and I did one of the voices myself. I do uh, Mooney, the drummer, so uh, <laughs> I thought it would be fun to uh, get in there and, and do that as well. And um, you know, collectively, uh, you know, after the script was written, I started to storyboard it out with David and, and the girl Cher, who was also the director. Went and did our voices, had the song ready, and put it together. And I, I'm pleased with it. I mean, it's. I mean, what's going to happen with a full animated show? And you have the opportunity to go a little farther when you when you have the funding, because money is what makes it all happen. You know. I know. Um, right. Is uh, night and day. But I think, you know, from the response I'm getting so far, I'm confident that we'll stumble across a very savvy. Television executive will see the potential in this, and uh, hopefully he's listening right now, and <laughs> be able to say, "Let's start talking." And who sees it? Because that's what the funny thing is: is that we've been the response we've been getting um, from so many people has been so good, and I believe that there's somebody who will give us give me the opportunity to get that part done on a business level, and um, Ab- it's going to happen. It's just. Yeah, it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'll tell you, what was really encouraging and um, is that I had people like, for instance, which I didn't mention on the music end, a um, gentleman by the name of Jack Douglas, who is a Grammy Award-winning producer, who has shown interest and wants to produce the Grimps in the studio. And Jack is currently produces Aerosmith and has been on most of their major albums over the past 20 years and worked with John Lennon and Cheap Trick and... Um, so, so many other people and contemporary people, Mickey Mars just did the Mickey Mars album, Mickey Mars from Motley Crue, um, and does a lot of film and television work that we all hear and, uh, that, that we just don't, you know, know his name from it. So really, really talented guy who was, I, so when I said to him, I mean, I, I asked him, you know, what interests you in the Grimps? He said, I'd love to reintroduce rock and roll to kids. And he's really, really, uh, interested in, you know, kind of making history, taking a animated band and 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 putting them out there on the charts as a le- legitimate band. So he he that's been very encouraging, and um, our Facebook page has been real encouraging because not by the numbers of the fans as much as that the ages are like seven to seventy years old, and they're coming that's from awesome. all around the globe. So that's it's showing I mean, the universal appeal. That's definitely a great point, Richard, because I know from just, you know, knowing you now for the last, you know, year plus that I've known you, I mean, the page has really, you know, exploded in a sense. Because, I mean, I remember it starting out with, a you know, a few hundred, and now it's in the 4,000s, and yeah it's, yeah, it's really great. And I see you all the time, you know, thanking or welcoming the new people. And as you said, I mean, they're from all over the world, the people. So it's it's really encouraging, like you said, and it's definitely a positive sign. It is. It's positive because I mean they're from you know one you know England and Alabama and and China and Japan and uh, and and everywhere and it's it's really really nice and I thank them every day when they come in because that's the that's the right thing to do you know Um, Mm -hmm. anybody who is showing uh, you know support that way um, should be acknowledged and it's just super you know when I get and. That's why, as another thing, is that, you know, I'm talking about the universal appeal and the age is I, I believe it's going to be a three-generation uh, piece of entertainment where a, a, a grandparent can sit with the, the grandchild and enjoy it together for different reasons. So it's um, that, mm-hmm. that's, that's uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think that's a great point as you are targeting a very diverse audience. So although people might see these cute, like you said, warm and fuzzy, you know, friendly musicians – the concept of the music behind it is going to hit so many different generations of people, and that's just that's just that's a great thing for just marketing and advertising the show too. Um, so absolutely, really cool. absolutely. I mean, the music. I think the music will hit them all, and uh, and the and the character. But I mean, I'm getting uh, responses from older people. Uh, how you know cute the uh, cute the characters are. You know, somebody of a grandparent's age and. You know, uh, and and the same thing from a child. And I kind of think that it's also it's it's hitting that higher age age bracket because um, 
it's the classic rock generation and mm-hmm. um you know any somebody could be as old as 70 years old today you know you know grew up uh listening to uh the british invasion in the 60s and woodstock and and you know and so anything under that name so it really really carries through and it keeps you young i mean who doesn't like cartoons so cartoons and rock and roll it's like you know it's yep. like the perfect combo it's it's you know it's a surf and turf you know of entertainment so um I think that that's kind of the reason why, and uh, I'm delighted. And, uh, you know, just going to keep uh, pushing forward because the best is yet to come. When we get a chance to record some more songs and actually produce a, an episode and go beyond that, then, we're, then we'll be moving uh, moving well, and I think we'll, we'll even see a, a lot more, uh, you know, things happening at that point. Definitely, definitely. So, so I hope everybody comes and checks us out. Oh yeah, no, we're gonna plug the we're gonna plug the heck out of it. What has been, I guess, some of the challenges? Would you say for someone who wants to go into potentially, you know, trying to create or put together an animated series? What are some of the things that you have found challenging, and any recommendations or suggestions that you've had that you would have to give people? I'm finding that a lot of people that are from what I'm reading and talking to people, a lot of people that do get to the point of selling a show have been people that are, have been, you know, maybe they came out of college and they, they got involved in the television and animation business at a, you know, an earlier point or a younger, mm-hmm. uh, younger age. And because of that, the os- osmosis of networking and knowing who is, uh, who are the players in the industry and, and, and what, um, what's going on with that uh, gives you more credibility to be able to, you know, I mean, I've spent a couple of years putting together little films and, 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 and doing recordings and all of this to really bring it to, to this point. Whereas from what I understand, if you were a person who um, got into the business much earlier and you had a little bit of credibility behind you, you can just come walk in with a pitch and uh, right. a rough pencil drawing and a, and a, and a one sheet to give the premise and you could sell a show, you know, who knows what's going to happen with that show, right. but you could sell a show to go, get it green lighted to go forward from that. So my biggest challenges was I wasn't part of any of those industries, you know, even though I'll consider myself a cartoonist for years and years you know, I didn't play in those arenas. You know, I played in the advertising arena, and I was right. in a different arena for this and that. So um, that makes it a little bit more challenging. It just makes just your, your skin, you just have to have thick skin, you know. And I have a big, uh, you know, I have a, a, a big hurdle to, um, you know, overcome. But, you know, I, I really, I don't know what it is. When, when a person has a gut feeling or a passion about something, um, there's no turning back, you know, so uh, that, that's what I'm going to do. With just a lot of perseverance, I would say, to to someone who wants to do this. Sometimes things come easy, and sometimes they take a long time, and they're really hard. And you never know right. if you give up today, if tomorrow was the day it was going to happen. So, right. you know, I keep right. going. Yeah. No, and I think that I think that in terms of not only the exceptional talent that you exude in terms of your cartoonist and the storyline and incorporating the rock and roll and really creating something original and unique, like you said, it's the motivation, it's your passion behind it, it's being perseverant and, you know, just just meeting great people along the way and networking and it will happen, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's just incorporating all that stuff together is so key in something like this type of business that you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we'll get there. I'm I'm confident the uh the the Grimps will be uh will definitely be seen and I think people are gonna really, really enjoy it when we get out there uh, and finally get our opportunity and uh it'll 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 happen soon. Definitely. Definitely. So what else do you want to share? And then we're definitely gonna plug all the different websites and make sure people check out the animatic trailer and all that good stuff. Anything else that you wanna tie in tonight? Um not not as much as that um you know i would just say that you know anybody out there who's listening who might like the grimps and want to you know help us you know grow our awareness you know please visit us on on facebook and and you know and share it or or uh you know tell other people about it 
Um, it's really, you know, uh, the help and support of others to to help me spread the word um, might then again open up opportunities to another door. I've met some, you know, some great people through networking and um, like yourself, Kerry, and, and the, all these opportunities of doing things like this or, you know, telling people about uh, what I'm trying to do with the Grimps has helped me get those Facebook numbers up and has gotten me certain meetings and talking to with people um, that I've had the opportunity to do. So every day is somewhat of a step forward, um, even if you don't even realize it. So, uh, but mm-hmm. you know, we're just looking to uh, you know get out there and uh, and have some fun with the Grimps, and you know, it's um, it's going to be a blast. And the music and the stories, and um, you know, so I'm just hoping that uh, you know everybody will uh, you know come in and visit us. Cool. Very cool. Well, Richard, again, it is a pleasure always to have you on the show, and I'm looking forward to the next interview, hopefully in the near future, where we can really hone in on uh, getting this thing to the next level. And Thank you. Uh, again, just much continued success. You're amazing talent, and I know this thing is going to be, it's going to make it one day and be really big. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, every, come, come visit us on Facebook and at thegrimps.com and the song that we played just a little while ago, you could also find it on YouTube. So, uh, you know, please come by. And thanks again, Kerry. It's always a pleasure talking to you, and thanks for the opportunity to be on. Absolutely, absolutely. And for anyone that's listening right now, if you tuned in a little late, uh, the show will be over shortly, and then we will uh, have a podcast available. So please, like, again, to support Richard, support the Grimms, make sure you share the podcast, check it out, and uh, spread the word about this amazing animated show that's going to be out there for uh, children, hopefully in the near future. All right? Yep. Okay. okay. so thank you so much, Richard, for joining us Thanks, Carrie. Tonight. Take and care. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. All right, everyone. Again, you just heard the creator and cartoonist, Richard Sergiovanni of The Grimps, Please make sure you check them out. Go to thegrimps.com. You can follow them on Twitter at The Grimps and also become a fan of them on Facebook. Um, also, for upcoming shows, please become a fan of The Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook. And I have all the updates about upcoming guests, events, and more. Um, follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I will follow you. And I also have two Facebook pages going. Um, one of them has maxed out, so just find the one that isn't maxed out, and I love to keep in touch with people, so just uh, send me a friend request on that, too. Okay, next week, which will be the 21st, if I can add correctly, it's going to be Monday, October 21st, we have the comedian Don Jameson coming on. He is known for VH1's hit series, That Metal Show, the one that he hosts with Eddie Trunk and Jim Florentine. He's going to come on for an interview. He's going to talk about all the projects and things that he's up to right now. So uh, please tune in 7 p.m. Eastern on Monday, October 21st. So thanks, everyone, again for the support, for tuning in. Please check out the podcast. You can stream them. You can download them. They're all available for free. Find a band that you like. Find a comedian that you like and really check it out. You're going to really learn, you know, and hear a cool story about all these guests that I've had on. Again, as I've kindly been told, the one thing that's been consistent about my interviews is I definitely take a different perspective, and you really get to know who these people are. It's not just asking them about what they're doing. It's learning about who these people are and how they got to where they are today. So thanks again for tuning in, and uh, we'll be back next Monday. Have a great night.